Assalamu alaikum, this is Sayyid Ali Imran, and you're listening to the 40s podcast brought to you by Mizan Institute. This is episode 6 Keeping an act pure is more difficult than performing it. In hadith number 5, we read from Imam Sadiq alayhi salam who says regarding the verse of the Quran, meaning so that Allah may test you to see. Who among you is best in good deeds? Surah 67 verse 2 The Imam says, Allah has not meant thereby the quantity of deeds. He thereby has meant the most correct ones in deeds. Correctness comes only from overwhelming respect for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, true intention and goodness. The Imam then goes on to say, Correctness comes from continuity of the good deeds. In fact, maintaining continuity until deeds reach purity is more difficult than performing the deed itself. A pure act is one where one does not desire any praise for it except from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The intention is greater than the deed. Rather, indeed, the intention itself is the deed. The Imam then recites the words of the Quran where it says, Qul, كُلٌّ يَعْمَلُ عَلَىٰ شَاكِلَتِهِ Surah 17 verse 84 Meaning, Say, O Muhammad, everyone acts according to his way. The Imam says that the word way means according to his intentions. So, in this narration, we see that the Imam is explaining the verse from Surah Mulk where it says that Allah will test you to see who among us is best in good deeds. But the Imam says that this verse isn't referring to the quantity of our deeds. It doesn't matter how many deeds we perform. It's not a competition of quantity. Rather, it's the quality of the deeds that matters. Now, the quality of an act can be measured and identified by seeing whose deeds are more correct, whose deeds are purer, you know, who has the sincerest of intentions when they actually perform that act. And in this light, we learned in the previous episode that keeping a sincere intention is a lot more difficult than the act itself. And this tradition further shed light on this aspect when the Imam especially says, maintaining continuity until deeds reach purity is more difficult than performing the deed itself. And during this whole process of maintaining continuity, you're making sure that you're not looking for praise by anyone else. You're only looking for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's satisfaction and His happiness with you. At the end of the hadith, the Imam cites another verse of the Quran from Surah 17 verse 84 where it says, Everyone acts according to his way, but your Lord is most knowing of who is best guided in their way. So, see, everybody acts according to their intentions. As a matter of fact, your intentions cannot be separated from your actions. But the point here is that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really knows who's sincere and who isn't, who's on the right path and who's just wandering away aimlessly. So once again, we see this idea that keeping one's intention clean is a lot more difficult than actually doing the act. One of the things that's highlighted in this hadith though, is the difficulty in keeping our intentions clean from the considerations of what others have to say to us, especially when it comes to seeking their praise and approval. So on the one hand, Seeking people's praise and approval can cause a lot of problems to our sincerity. But at the same time, another thing that can push us away from maintaining our sincerity 
are the negative thoughts and the remarks that people may make regarding us. So for example, someone who has enough money now to go to Hajj and now Hajj has become wajib on them. People in the community may come and tell them that look, you have so much money right now, you're well off. Now isn't the time to go to Hajj. There's so many poor people in the community. Why don't you spend from this money and give them charity? You know, and just postpone your Hajj, may go next year. It's not like your money is going to go anywhere. Or someone may say, look, why don't you save up a little bit extra before you go to Hajj? You know, you're going to need a lot of money when you come back from Hajj because once you spend your money on Hajj, how are you going to come back and move on with your life? How are you going to feed your children? You see, factoring in these type of discouraging remarks can also become a barrier to maintaining one's sincerity. The poor of the world aren't going to just disappear and diminish by you paying them charity in this year. You know, they're still going to remain. The religion already has many other means by which the poor of a society are to be assisted. So for example, we have the concept of zakat. We have the concept of khums. We even have the concept of kafarat, the penalties through, by which you can feed the poor. So there's many other ways that the poor can be assisted. Why don't these people in the community go and tell others to fulfill their obligations on their end? Instead of telling you that you should postpone your hajj, which is something that Allah has made obligatory on you at this point. And yes, while one should definitely have sufficient money to come back to once, once they return back from hajj, but you see, you shouldn't fall into greed and discontent with the sufficient funds you already have. This is how shaitan comes in and plays around with your sincerity. And the remarks of the people don't really help either. These remarks often lead us to believe that we never have enough money. We never have sufficient funds, even though this isn't the case. And in fact, we know that money becomes one of the main ways through which one's deeds are spoiled and through which one's sincerity can be ruined. As for what will happen to your children and your family, you see, going to Hajj doesn't mean you're becoming negligent towards your family. But it also doesn't mean you become completely hopeless and fearful of the sustenance that you will be receiving. Because once you've done all your responsibility to take care of your children and your family, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide for them just as He has been providing for all of these years. As a matter of fact, He's been providing for your children even before they came into this world. It was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala providing for them. You are just one of the means by which these children are being provided for. But you're not the one who's actually providing the sustenance. It's Allah who's the real and true provider. So people can interfere with our sincerity either by causing us to think and believe that their praise is actually relevant for us or that their discouraging remarks are being said for our own well-being. We need to be very careful when it comes to this and we need to make sure that we don't spoil our acts of worship by considering and factoring in people's shallow opinions. Although in a later episode, we'll explain how certain expectations people may have, they should be taken into consideration when performing an act of worship, but that these considerations are not in conflict with sincerity. But we'll expand on that on a later episode. But for now, since we've discussed that keeping an act continuously pure with our intentions is more difficult than performing it, we want to see that who are these people that can maintain such a state and condition. In the next episode, we'll see how Imam Sadiq describes those who empty their hearts from anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as people 
who possess a sound heart. Qalbin Salim. Thanks for tuning in for today's episode and to remain updated on the latest episodes, please follow us on our social media pages. And for more great content and other podcast series, please visit us on mizaninstitute.org. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.